That it's time for the Busy Bees Podcast. Hey bees, it's Kate and Adriana, and we found some time in our busy schedule to chat with you today. And today we're going to talk about a struggle that has been consuming our lives. Yeah, big, and big struggle. The lives of everybody in the world, and it's the freaking pandemic. Yeah, so we want to talk to you about how the pandemic has been affecting us personally in our teaching lives and just how we're feeling about it. Yeah, so, what we plan to do to help us through. Yeah. Do you want to get started? How has it affected you personally? Well, as most of you know, I my my son is 18 months old and so I was luckily on maternity leave this past year. And so when everything kind of shut down in March and we were sent to do distance learning, I just kept thanking the universe that I was off of work. So I didn't have to deal with any of that. Unfortunately, it's now August, three and a half weeks away from school, and we're still in this same predicament that we don't know what's going on. We have a plan. The plan sucks. We don't know how to feel about it. Parents don't know how to feel about it. Kids don't know how to feel about it. So I feel like I'm just starting fresh and new and it's, it's not very exciting, unfortunately. No, it's a very high stress situation. So for me, my experience was a little bit different because I was in an LTO. Um, my last day of school before the pandemic happened was actually my birthday. It was amazing. And then that night we found out school was going to be closed for the next two weeks after March break. And then from that point, we jumped straight into distance learning and it was a head spinner. Like it was just crazy because... I'm not a very techie teacher, along with I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. And we were just kind of like thrown into it and just had to figure it out. Yeah, truly. I spent a lot of the summer preparing, um, asking Kate for help. Like, what do I, how do I prepare if we're going to be distance learning again? This is going to be insane. And then boom, Ontario announces we're back to school, full time, full class sizes. Like, like. our minds were blown. It was almost like so many emotions. You didn't know how to feel. No. Like there was excitement because obviously we want to be with our kiddos. My first thought was, yes, I can't wait. And then reality sets in and you're like, how are we going to stay safe? How are we going to keep masks on kids? How are the kids going to understand us through the masks? Right. So much of our listening involves watching people, especially for young children. Not only do we have to deal with high need situations and students, you know, that require all this differentiation, but now it's like, now you have a mask and a shield on your face. How are they going to take you seriously? Now they have to wear a mask and it's just, parents, it's just, it's a, it's just a shit show. It's a hard decision for parents. It's a hard decision for us. We want to educate, but to be honest, Kate, how will you be a better educator? I, I don't like my classroom, like the best it can be. And just show them love that way because, like, hugs aren't going to be able to happen this year. Like, so getting close. Exactly. Yeah. You fall and get hurt. Like, okay, get up. You're going to be okay. I don't know. I, I I was okay with coming back to school part-time. I thought it would be great. Maybe small class sizes. We can really help um, bridge that gap that yeah. was made when students had to leave in March. And I, I totally understand the mental health aspect for our mental health as well. I want to get back to school. I want to get back to work. 
it's tough working from home. I don't have kids and it was tough for me. Yeah. So I can't even imagine throwing kid your own children into the mix. I, I can't imagine either. And parents need to work, right? That's the reality. They need their kids to go to school because so they need to work. But if your child has a sniffle, you're home. Kids are going to have sniffles. It's cold and flu season come September, October. Exactly. So are we going to go get COVID tested? On every sniffle? Are we going to be quarantined for every sniffle? Kids are going to have to stay home multiple days a week. I think they're setting us up for failure by sending us back to the classroom. That's my personal opinion. But I don't think we'll be in the classroom for very long. No, I agree. The government, I think, is looking out for us. Going back to school was a shock because it's totally against what they've been doing thus far. Right. So I do think that if our children are in danger and they start seeing numbers rise, we'll instantly be pulled out. 100%. Which is almost worse on the kids' mental health, don't you think? Going back in and and teasing them. Yeah. Like, we're back. Mm, Just kidding. (laughs) I feel like there could be a safer way to implement. I don't think there's any right reasons. No, there's no right way. Um. I understand that a lot of parents are probably getting fed up at home with their kids. I can't do it. It was a struggle for those months. Especially some high needs kids. Like I totally get it. I can't even imagine. But how much support are they going to get? Like I know, for example, my sister is an educational assistant. She's talking about getting some tape to tape her mask on her face so kids don't pull it off. And what about those EAs? Like at least as teachers, we can stay back and we can separate ourselves a little bit as much as we can. Um, But those EAs are up close and personal they have to be right so what is their safety what about those high needs um for the durham board we have the chance to stay home and teach virtually if you're permanent if you're permanent that's not true. for supplies and ltos that's true and only if you have a medical reason or if you're the lucky chosen ones so it's really hard for me especially because i have a mom who's super high risk who's afraid for me to go back to work, my sister to go back to work. It's a, it's scary. You know, fear is real. Mm-hmm. And it's, as a teacher, it's like you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because all you want to do is go and teach and help these kids. But I don't know how successful I will be in that classroom. No. If I'm scared of getting sick or them contaminating each other or just keeping them apart, I don't know what how successful I'll be as a teacher. I think I could do more of a successful online program that keeps everybody safe. Maybe call in some high needs kids a couple times a week. I'll work in the classroom. 100%. Don't get me wrong. It's just, I'm not, I'm really not sure. With a full class size? That's absurd. No. Kate, I'm teaching grade three, four. Half my class doesn't need to wear masks. Half my class Yeah, we didn't even tell them that. From Um, kindergarten to grade three, masks are not required. What? Like, pardon? What? How? It is encouraged but not how, required. How can a child in kindergarten like not go up and touch another child? A child They're of 30 think, plus students. Yeah. Six feet apart? So, but, but, yeah, right. Okay. There's not even – it's not a possibility. Absolutely not. It's it's just not a possibility. And they say that our cohort is our classroom. Well, I could have. What if I have to go to the bathroom? When are we eating lunch? What about what if other what about those supply teachers right? that are traveling school to school, touching everything? Oh my goodness. There's it just, just is not safe enough. No. And if our children are our future and they are the most important thing, why aren't we protecting them? Their mental health is protected more by having a year at home trying to do their best. They're not going to learn at school with masks anyways. They can't be in a plastic bubble. 
there needs to be structure. And in the classroom, I feel like it's not guaranteed structure this year. Absolutely. Think right? about think about where we've worked in high need schools. Yeah. Think of us. how is that going to be possible? We can only do so much. And you know what? I, I understand the parents need a break, but like if they can't do it, how are we expected to do it with 30 kids? There's no way. How I just would feel so guilty every day that I'm not keeping myself or my students safe because it's not possible. And it's so stressful because I don't know how to plan. I don't know how to prepare. I thought, okay, three, fours, we'll get them on the computers. I'll set up a great program. I'll be there to help and assist. Guess what? Those kids took the computers home for distance learning. We're not going to have computers for a few weeks. We don't know what shape they're going to be coming back in. So we're sharing pencils, sharing pens, sharing papers, sharing coloring supplies, um, that that's what we're doing yeah. is that I don't know that's what we're doing it's, and did you know that we're not going back for full days it's a little bit of a shortened day I've heard staggered entry so like our different classes staggered entry. starting at different times like, yes so that there's students- just so many like questions right so it's hard to plan and teachers are planners so how are we expected to prepare if we don't know what the full plan is exactly and but- how parents still can't work a full day no so it just is really it just really seems unfinished and it is unfinished right we yeah. have so many unanswered we have like questions. just over three weeks until school starts and, and we, we don't know what the plan really is going to be i have no idea and we're not even prepared enough i don't think in case there was an outbreak or there was a th- we, we get three pa days before school starts that is not enough time for us to practice implement have all the staff on board no it's really it's so stressful it's like gonna be it's we're all first year teachers this year no one has experienced this so we're first year teachers amidst the pandemic yeah it's like double whammy right it is but we're gonna help you guys come up with some strategies to get through it i mean i'm we're sure that you're feeling the same way as we are it is uncertain whether you've already started school whether you're going to start school whether you're full-time distance learning or you have kids in the class the number one thing that we recommend is support, support, support. Exactly. And we find it really important to have other educators as our support system because they truly know what you're going through. It is not the same to open up and be vulnerable with others. As you know, as educators, right? there are a lot of people who have their own opinions and it's great. And I think that we should all be able to get along and hear each other out. 100%. But at the end of the day, if you want to be heard, you want to be understood, you want to feel valued and you want to, you want to open up. You know, you need to be talking to someone in the education system. You do. You need that No one else can truly get it. Totally. And we're lucky to have each other as friends. We are. And that's really going to help us through. So, yeah. Yeah. Just finding your support group, whether it's coworkers and you have your after school, you get together, decompress for 10 minutes before you go home and take all that baggage you got like throughout the day. Or you come home and you shut down for a bit. You open that bottle of wine and you're like, I need 10, please, because you just need to sit with it. And speaking of that, self-care is super important. So important. Not only do you need a support group to talk to, but you need to take care of yourself because it is it will weigh so heavy on you. I can speak now on August the 12th. I feel like the weight of the world is on my shoulders when it comes to my career, a career that I love and a career that I wouldn't give up for anything. It just feels like so heavy. It does. So like, Kate, what are some things that you do when you feel overwhelmed? So I've really been working this summer to practice meditation. Mm. My head is always spinning. I will start one task, procrastinate it, move on to something else. Meditation has really helped me stay focused and just be able to let go of my thoughts. Yeah. I really like it for staying present too because anxiety, it, you know, 
turns its ugly head when you're thinking ahead and thinking of the past and thinking so to stop, meditate, and only think of what is going on in that exact moment, I think it's really helpful. Also, I think disconnecting from social media sometimes is really needed. Honestly. Reading Facebook threads about going back to school. And people going good from that. No, yeah. People going against teachers, for teachers, down the rabbit hole of conspiracy. It's just, whoa. Take a break from that. You will get all the emails you need from your board, yep. from your school, from your everything. Like, you know what I mean? you have to learn to let go. You can't control it. And no. even though as much as we probably want to control it. Exactly. You you can't. And it's just really important to know that you are doing the best that you can for you, for your family, and what's, what's truest to you. I really – a good form of self-care for me is exercise. Yep. Even though it feels like you have no time to do that. That's how I feel Sorry, a lot of the time. I couldn't hear what – Cool. Always busy. Yeah. Always busy. (laughs) This this is what it is. You're totally right. As hard as it is sometimes to motivate yourself to work out, just having that like little 30 minute release. Yeah. Getting those endorphins. It's huge for stress relief. And honestly, when you're stressed and you feel like absolute shit, it is so easy to just be like, well, for me, I'm an emotional, I'm a Oh yeah. I'm an emotional eater. When I have a bad day, I'm like, give me the donuts. Give me, give the, me the cookies. I want that chocolate bar. That, I want it all. Sometimes I dig into my my class treasure box. Oh my like, God. <laughs> Relatable. Relatable. Yeah. Sometimes the chocolate's not just for the kids. Honestly, it's like when you have a hard day, you're just like, give me some happiness. Give me exactly. some happiness. Sometimes I come home and I don't even want to cook. I order out and that's just another like but you know what? in itself. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. Sometimes you just you need that one or two nights a week where you don't have to worry about dinner. You can just take care of yourself because you're going to be spending all day in this pandemic worrying about every little thing you do, every little thing you touch, every little thing other kids touch. So take that time for yourself, you know, run run is. for 10 minutes until you literally are out of breath and you just are panting on the side of the road and it will release so many good endorphins for you. It'll feel amazing. Treat yourself. Yeah. If you're not a runner, go for a walk. Back. <laughs> I'm not a runner. A nice but, little walk with a friend maybe. You know what? Put an audio book in yes. your – I love to read. Listen I'm a to a huge podcast. reader. Oh, listen to a podcast. That's a great idea. And an uplifting podcast. Yes. You know, we do really want to share struggles on our podcast, but we want to share how you can get over it because that's really important to yeah. us too. Exactly. Yeah. So we want to make sure that you are taking the time to look after yourself, look after your coworkers, look after your administration. I'm Find sure your team. they feel, you know, and if you don't have anyone, send us a message. Yeah, we're here. Because we are always here and we're always looking to connect. 100%. But right now. We got shit to do. We got shit to do. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Bye. Bye.